Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. The pandemic's impact on frontline workers, including farmers and food manufacturers, paired with recent high-profile social justice movements and spectacular displays of climate change over the past 18 months, is spurring more consumers to look for and buy products that are ethically certified by independent third parties, such as Fair Trade America. According to a recent online survey of more than 2,000 U.S. consumers and 15,000 consumers globally, conducted by GlobalScan for Fair Trade America, 41% of Americans say that they have changed their purchasing choices in the last year to make a difference on economic, social, environmental, or political issues. And nearly three-quarters of consumers who have seen the fair trade label when shopping feel it's more important than ever to support the certifier's efforts to build better economies for all. As consumer interest in ethically sourced products increases, so too do the business arguments for ethical certifications, such as Fair Trade America, which can help brands command higher price points at shelf and increasingly gain prominence at retail both in-store and online. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Fair Trade America's Director of Marketing, Mary Linnell Simmons, shares more details on how the pandemic and social justice issues are reshaping consumer shopping habits, influencing retail buyers, and creating new opportunities for products and brands. She also notes that ethical certifications can help protect brands against potential scandals and help them land funding from increasingly ESG-focused investors. Finally, she shares tips for picking a certifier and making the most of the relationship. As soon as the pandemic was officially declared in March 2020, it began reshaping how consumers shop and what they bought. And while much of that initial change was outside of anyone's control, Linnell Simmons says that many people voluntarily have shifted their shopping habits in response to the vulnerabilities and social issues magnified by the outbreak. She notes that as consumers look for products and brands that align with their values, 2020 became one of the best years for sales of fair trade products across categories. The pandemic is, is changing shopping forever, basically. Um, we have been seeing, like many others uh, in the industry, have been seeing that consumers are making different choices during pandemic shopping. We saw that heavily at the start of the pandemic in spring of last year where many products simply weren't available. Um, and so consumers were maybe choosing an alternative uh, breakfast food or an alternative chocolate bar because their chosen one uh, was not available. And so we saw, for sure, consumers um, switching up what they were normally consuming. We know that some of them have stuck with those uh, choices moving forward. In fact, in 2020 was the best um, year for sales of fair trade products that we've ever seen in the United States, for example. Um, More and more shoppers were choosing fair trade products throughout the year, and that wasn't a result of our survey, that was the result that we get We get reported by each and every um, brand partner that we work with. So all fair trade products were up um, across brand partner categories. 
We're also, you know, seeing that consumers have become much more aware of supply chains than ever before and thinking about it more than ever before, from everything from the fact that ketchup packets were in short supply. So restaurants are trying to figure out how to get ketchup with people's fries because they couldn't send you home with those little packets through something I'm facing now, which has nothing to do with fair trade, but I'm trying to buy a car. And, man, it is hard with this chip shortage. Um, I think no matter what product category you're talking about, food or automobiles, uh, consumers are suddenly aware of the global nature of our food supply chain and are asking more questions, in all honesty, with it, really wondering, you know, why, um, why things are maybe less simple than they had thought it would be. Um, and at the end of the day, too, you know, we did this study in early 2021, which was after a lot of the civil protests in the middle of 2020, which obviously they have continued and the um, noise around that has continued since then and was around before, in fact. But more and more shoppers are thinking, who's benefiting from this purchase? Who owns this business? Um, who's getting the profit? How do they treat their workers? Um, we're not only seeing the rise of um, categories such as black-owned businesses, but we're also seeing much more concern around some of the essential workers um, who help us live the lives that we want to lead, such as Uber Eats drivers, for example. And people are questioning, are they getting a good deal? Um, what's going on with their lives and their compensation? And so there's just been a lot more concern for uh, how everybody is faring, both the people that you, you might know or see personally and those who are maybe a little bit more buried in supply chains. And we see that come out in some of the data points around the issue areas that uh, we have identified that consumers care about. So, for example, some of the top issue areas that consumers care about in fair trade addresses are things like child labor, fair prices for farmers, and overall sustainability. And it makes make sense that, you know, nobody wants child labor uh, in their chocolate bar or in their bag of coffee, uh, but more and more people are actively questioning these things and really um, digging into the sources of the products that they consume every day. While more consumers may be interested in shopping according to their values, most don't have time to research in-depth every product, company, or their supply chain partners which is why Linnell Simmons says many are looking for trustworthy third-party certifications as shopping shortcuts. So we know that there are like a subset of very green-minded consumers that will do this research. They will spend hours trying to find um, exactly the, the right brand of coffee to choose or the right um, chocolate bar that really uh, does regenerate agriculture well or something like that, for example. Um, they're in the minority, in all honesty. I mean, in terms of consumer trends, I think, you know, there's, there's many studies out there, including ours, that will show a rising degree of awareness, a rising degree of trust. Um, in terms of the awareness of the fair trade mark, it now sits at 41% in the United States, 67% globally. Um, and trust levels are hovering just under 60% in the United States. So there's, a, a, and that's an increase um, from last, uh, the last time we did this study in 2019 where awareness was under 30% um, and trust was in the 40 percentiles. So we're seeing, we can uh, identify 
the increase in this for the fair trade mark. And we also did some um, analysis of some other um, sustainability uh, marks, such as the organic mark or B Corporation as well. I think then as well, there's a, I mean, it, it's not as scientific as maybe some of this, uh, the data from us and from um, other studies in the area, but kind of follow the money. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, many people and businesses and retailers are investing in this, and the proof is in the pudding. Linnell Simmons also notes that retailers increasingly are relying on and asking for brands to add third-party certifications so that they can more easily and clearly meet evolving shopper demands. What we are seeing is a trend for retailers in particular to be trying to deliver more easily to shoppers, knowing that it can be a challenge um, to parse through claims. More easily deliver to shoppers curated lists of what I would term ethical products. So, for example, we're seeing the rise of online retailers such as Thrive Market, uh, where they just uh, have a much more, or, or Hive Brands as well as a new one, where they have a much more create, curated list of products that they sell, kind of akin to what you might find at your local cooperative, where maybe you trust that everything that's in there has been vetted by somebody who's checking on these things. And so whenever you go shopping there, you feel good versus, saying going to like a big box store. Um, but then we've also launched a partnership uh, in late last year with Amazon, which has been seeing record grocery and food sales um, during the pandemic and beyond, uh, for their Climate Pledge Friendly Badge. So this is their new initiative where they take credible third-party certifications um, that they have vetted through independent consultants. So for example, we are the only listed fair trade certification on their um, criteria, even though there are quite a few fair trade certifications out there. They chose to represent ours. And what this means is that when you go shopping on Amazon and you're looking at a fair trade certified product, you'll see a little winged hourglass, which is their climate pledge friendly um, badge to signify that it is contributing to their climate initiative. And you can also search products that are only climate pledge friendly. So we think that this is a really big trend that is, um, has, been, has been bubbling under the surface, but with uh, data and online shopping on the rise, we're seeing it really take off that retailers are trying to easily deliver these um, highlighted products, which sometimes carry a premium price as well, which obviously is in their interest uh, to sell more premiumly priced products to shoppers in order to um, better deliver on not only their own commitments, but on shoppers' desires. And as a side note, because Fairtrade America and our Fairtrade International um, Network has such wide-reaching brand partnerships and product information um, for those brands, we're able to deliver on the data needed for these partnerships to Amazon without any of our brand partners having to do anything extra. So it's just part of the service that we provide. So um, we got some very happy phone calls from brands when they realized that they had somehow been opted into the service that they didn't know, but all of a sudden um, shoppers were seeing their um, ethical credentials in a new way. In addition to helping brands secure shelf space, third-party value-based certifications like Fairtrade America 
can help brands command premium pricing at shelf and, if they're fundraising, connect with potential investors. Many brands who get certified fair trade um, can sell their product for more money. Um, we did a pipe price tolerance uh, assessment in three categories as part of this uh, 2021 Globe Scan research, and we found that um, for coffee, consumers were willing to pay 35 more percentage points per pound. Uh, for chocolate, a bar of chocolate in particular, they were willing to pay 30% more for fair trade chocolate. And for a pound of bananas, they were willing to pay 43% more. Uh, so we, we identified in the survey that uh, shoppers are willing to pay more, but there was also some Nielsen research a few years ago in 2018. It was just in um, coffee and just in chocolate. And it also identified that shoppers were willing to pay more and that fair trade uh, coffee and chocolate sales were selling at a higher rate than um, conventional sales were. So there's definitely a business case to be made about uh, the profitability that could come from getting certified. If you're looking for venture capital funding, there are a lot of investors who want to know how you are hitting on some of these um, ESG criteria. So let us help you with that. Fairtrade can help you with that. Um, and you know, really thinking about what do you want your business to look like today, but also into the future. An often overlooked benefit of ethical certifications is that they can reduce the risk that a company will suffer blowback from the misdeeds of others in their supply chain. Um, The pandemic exposed a lot of risk in supply chains with just purely the supply part of the supply chain. Um, And businesses are looking for supply chain partners to help mitigate that risk and to ensure consistency in their supply. But also, you know, there is huge risks these days with the speed of information flow um, to and amongst consumers regarding uh, violations as they would be considered in supply chains. So anytime there's some kind of expose or um, instance of something like child labor or slavery popping up in a supply chain, it's oftentimes making front page news, which I appreciate that for some of your listeners who are running small businesses or startups are thinking, well, that's not going to be in front page news for me. But all it takes is for maybe a a large-scale intermediary um, or trader to be implicated in something like this that you're purchasing from. And then all of a sudden, potentially the retail contracts that you've signed are questioning where you're getting your goods from and maybe um, putting some limitations on that. Um, For example, the Supreme Court recently ruled on a case of child labor um, against Nestle and Cargill, their supplier, or, or cocoa supplier. Um, it wasn't a ruling on did child labor happen or not. It was, it was a little bit more technical in terms of could a case be brought forward by um, former child slaves uh, in West Africa in United States courts, so a little bit more technical. But the fact that that's even the case and it has been um, covered in the Washington Post and other uh, major outlets is something that brands really need to be thinking about in terms of what would this look like for me. And then not just even in risks uh, in terms of of something bad happening, but the benefits of having that storytelling ability and really knowing um, your suppliers and producers 
and being able to uh, get data and reporting on their journeys and uh, the impact that's being made for them is really important these days for stakeholders. Companies that opt for ethical certifications can make the most of them by displaying them on packaging alongside short stories about the stakeholders in their supply chain that they're helping. Linnell Simmons adds that displaying the fair trade certified lower on pack can help consumers perceive the product as more favorable and increase the likelihood that they'll recommend it to others. Being able to tell the, the story of your product is, is very, very important um, on those platforms. What we found uh, from our research with Globesy, it didn't come out in our 2021 study because we didn't ask this question, but in previous studies we'd ask this question every year, which was, where do you learn about fair trade? And overwhelmingly, the response is, I learn about fair trade on the products themselves or at the point of sale. So it's not necessarily reading a blog on the Internet or seeing a post on Instagram. And so the results, we would definitely encourage brands and retailers to tell more of the story of their product within the packaging and the people behind it as well. Obviously, this doesn't work for every single brand. But brands that are doing this very well and gaining a lot of market traction, especially in the United States, are brands like Tony's Chocolate Only, which I'm sure some of your listeners will be familiar with. They are a noisy Dutch chocolate company that is on a crusade to eliminate uh, child labor and slavery in the chocolate industry writ large. Um, And they have been very open about their story and their own supply chains. And this uh, story is reflected within their packaging. Uh, they talk about that, you know, beneath the, uh, both on top of the wrapper as well as on the underside when you unwrap the chocolate bar. So um, that's valuable space and uh, it's definitely an opportunity to tell more about your brand. And using third-party certifications like Fairtrade to create a halo effect on your brand. If you've gone through the trouble of becoming Fairtrade certified, shouldn't say trouble, But it is a very rigorous certification process, and so it's definitely not, um, you know, a checkbox exercise. So if you've gone through that trouble, you know, you really can uh, glean some of the goodwill that we have built up over our 30 years in existence with shoppers. At the end of the day, fair trade shoppers, uh, or sorry, shoppers who know the fair trade mark would um, refer it to a friend at a rate of 78%. Um, and also, people would see a brand that is currently not carrying the fair trade mark as more favorable by a percentage of 80%. So there's definitely this halo effect of um, not only choosing a, thir- a credible third-party certification, but also um, promoting it as well, you know, telling the story about it a little bit. And that's some of the work that we do with our brands is identifying the individuals in their supply chains that they want to tell a deeper story about and gathering those story-telling materials with them um, to enable that to happen. When deciding whether to invest in an ethical certification, Linnell Simmons says that companies should consider who they want to partner with and what types of services they are looking for or support they think they'll need across their supply chains, because not all certifiers offer the same benefits. We are a people-focused company, so when you reach out to us, a real person will answer you um, and, you know, really walk you through everything. Um, 
We have commodity level experts who can dig into your supply chains. The first step is essentially uh, a free business analysis where we just go through what you're looking to gain from any kind of certification, what your existing supply chain makeup is, and you know, if you're eligible for certification. So for example, uh, if you are sourcing um, primarily wheat for a product from the United States, well, we don't certify any farms in the U.S. We focus our efforts mainly on tropically grown commodities um, that are in low and middle income countries because these are often the places where farmers and workers are earning less than a dollar a day and are really in critical need uh, of more support. And we're, we're, sort, we're loving our coffee, we're loving our chocolate, and those products are simply not grown in the United States, so we have to take care of the people who grow them. So we'll do a business assessment um, with you to understand, is this even possible? And if so, what would need to happen? So for example, some clients that we've worked with um, want us to just give them fair trade approved supply chains where they're already plugging in to a chain that exists. And so all they have to do is kind of uh, just ensure that their products are coming through this approved chain, and there's very little change that needs to happen on their end. Um, there's other clients who maybe have built up a, a relationship with their suppliers or even all the way back to farm level, and they really want to continue their current sourcing, but they want it to become fair trade certified. So we would work with them at whatever stage in the supply chain they'd want to preserve in order to achieve that certification. It's easiest, closest to the, when you're at the closest to the consumer end. It's most difficult when you're um, closest to the farm end. Um, closest to the consumer end, it could take as little as two weeks depending on your chosen supply chain. Closest to the farmers, if you wanted to get a farming group that you work with certified, it could take more like nine months or so because there's so many uh, criteria and everything that we require at farm level. So it really just depends on what you're looking for. Um, from there, you know, we would work with you uh, on a product-by-product product basis because fair trade, unlike something like B Corporation, um, is a product-level certification. So for some brands, that means a single product. Maybe it's a new SKU that they're trialing um, with a retailer. Maybe, for example, it's a, it's a well-known brand such as Russell Stover who recently launched with us a new product line called Joy Bites, um, which is a no-sugar chocolate product that they wanted to introduce, and they wanted it to be fair trade as well, in, um, uh, which is different than their, their full product line. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's every single product that you, that you have, such as Ben & Jerry's. We work on every single darn pint of ice cream, vegan or full-fat, delicious, milky ice cream that they produce um, to make sure that all of the ingredients in it that can be fair trade certified, like the cocoa, the vanilla, the sugar, um, the bananas in your chunky monkey, are certified. Uh, and then from there, we once your products um, are registered and complete and your supply chain is intact, then it's really just a matter of you know, promoting that story. Um, letting us help you tell that story. We can make lots of recommendations uh, for how to tell it. We can support you on it. Listeners who are interested in learning more about Fairtrade America, what the certification entails, and how it can help their businesses can do so at www.fairtradeamerica.org. 
With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will join me again next week for another installment. To help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.